0: Hello, I'm Mr. Phil of Meadowlark Tutorials in Ottawa, Canada. This is my podcast, my tutor, Mr. Phil. I'll be sharing ideas and insights about living, learning, and teaching those with learning disabilities and difficulties learning. This is episode three. This episode is about the benefits of reviewing and practicing what one has learned that day, that week, and that month. The new school year, beginning in September of 2020, will be a very different learning experience. Some students will be learning at home through online schooling. Some will be attending school full time, while others may be having a mixture of in class and online learning. There will be a tremendous amount of responsibility placed on students to review and practice what they are learning in order to stay with the pace of teaching and not fall behind. I explain to all my students the benefits of reviewing and practicing. I work with students who have learning difficulties. As such, there is an even greater need for them to review and practice. This is because we cannot see, hear, or do something once and then expect to be perfect at doing it or knowing it. Learning at school takes a lot of time and work. Let me repeat that. Learning at school takes a lot of time and work. Information is presented quickly and sometimes there's a lot of it and it's not always interesting. We need tips to help us learn, understand, and remember. And that's why I like and suggest reviewing and practicing. What is reviewing and practicing? Well, reviewing is the act of looking at the material, whether it be in handout form, notebooks, workbooks, online, or textbooks. It is reading the notes that help to explain what we are trying to learn and remember with understanding. The notes may be what our teacher has given, the introduction to a chapter or unit in the textbook, or the given instructions and examples. We cannot rely on class time alone to be enough time to learn and understand what we are trying to learn. We have to review. And practicing is the act of doing something multiple times so we can become more comfortable with it. We use practice questions to answer or solve using the skills and techniques that we have been taught during the class. Find the practice questions in the textbook, your notes, or search for some on the Internet. If possible, try reviewing and practicing with a classmate or friend. I like to recommend the C. Say write method of reviewing and practicing. C means that we look at what we are reading Or learning. Don't just skim or glance at it. Spend time reading it again and refreshing your memory and notes. Look at the pictures, diagrams, and charts, and in textbooks the questions about the section, the bold and italic type, and large print. These are all used to reinforce important information as well as giving visual clues to the reader. For those with low vision, Ask your sighted reader to help describe these visual extras in the readings. Say refers to the act of talking to yourself. Yep, that's right. Read aloud. Hear what you are reading. Talk to yourself. Hear what you are thinking. There is a big difference between silent thinking and thinking aloud. Hearing what you are thinking allows you to listen to your ideas, thoughts, and reasoning. Your ears will help you hear if your ideas are good or need to be improved. Talking to yourself is also a good way to memorize something. If you are reviewing and practicing with a friend, talk to each other about the content. Help each other out by asking questions and answering them out loud. Write refers to making notes about what you are reading and studying. It can also be rewriting notes to add additional information so it is clearer to understand. When thinking about ideas, write them down. This helps put these ideas into your memory. When solving a problem, write each step. See and follow the thought process of solving a question. Your written work will also make it easier to remember these steps. You will also be able to recognize a mistake or missteps much easier. Our memories are an incredible tool, but it is only as good as the information we put in them. It does not come fully loaded with software like a computer. We need to feed our memories with facts and details. Yes, I'm using the plural of memory. We have memory for sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch, movement, and thought. This is why the see-say-write is a key component to learning. Being able to recall something from memory will be easier if we are able to think about its sound, looks, smell, taste, or action. For example, how do we kick a soccer ball? How do we sing a certain note? Or how do we balance a chemical equation? All our memories are not in one giant mega brain cell but rather scattered throughout our body. We can use these memories to answer a specific question. For example, if I asked you to describe burnt toast, you could use sight to describe the smoke coming from the toaster, what it looks like black and charred on the plate. You could use the sense of smell to describe the sweetness of the smoke burnt toast, or sound to describe the crackling sizzle of it slowly cooling on the plate, and then the shrill of the smoke detector. If we use our different senses and memories, we can recall information more easily by thinking of the visual, sound, smell, or events about the question, or events we are trying to remember. This is why we practice, to get the correct information, muscle movement, sound, vision, or even taste into our memory, or different memories that will help us keep what we want to remember. Now that we know something, it is ours forever. We can recall it as many times as we want. We can share it endlessly. Yet, sometimes we need to review what we know to make sure it is still accurate. So reviewing and practicing is a lifelong activity. I like to help my students understand this by asking them, why do professional athletes still go to practice? Shouldn't they know everything by the time they make it to the professional level? No matter how good we are, we all still need to practice to remain good at what we know and can do. This is why singers, actors, and dancers all have rehearsals. Think of the hundreds of hours people put in getting ready for the Olympics, a spelling bee, or magic show. Everything requires a certain amount of time for review and practice. Beginning with grade 5, I like to recommend up to 10 to 15 minutes per subject per day. As we get into high school years, it may need to be increased to 25 or more minutes per subject per day. And for college and university, it could be up to an hour or more. There are always things to reread, terms to learn, math to recalculate, history timelines to learn, and so forth. If you practice and review regularly, and when it comes time for a quiz, test, or exam, you may not need to study as much as if you hadn't reviewed and practiced at all. Those who have used Review and Practice have noticed that getting ready for a test has been much easier. Before I go, I want to stress that nobody knows everything. We all have gaps in our knowledge and understanding. We can help improve our understanding of what we know through reviewing and practicing. Use this to polish what you know and to learn new things. So as we go through this school year, from kindergarten to university, please review and practice. Understand what you were learning. That's it for now. I'll be back soon with another podcast from my tutor, Mr. Phil. Bye.